You're listening to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World at mrsuave.com. The fans do not like this one bit. It's a Mod Mod World. This is a black day for baseball. Pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. Swung on the line. Down the left field line for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play. 
for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. It just continues. My, oh, my. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Welcome to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World. This is Modcast number 405 for those of you keeping count out there. And I am very lucky and blessed today to be joined by Mike Patton from Vista Blue. Thank you, Mike. Hi there. Uh, wonderful. Great to be here. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I am um, excited to do this because I have followed your music for, I don't know, three or four years at least because I think we share... A taste in music. I like to say it's a good taste. I don't know. Uh, and another uh, thing that we share is a love of baseball. Right. Yes, definitely. And uh, so I figured it would be fun to just, you know, play some baseball songs. You're familiar with that, I think, a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, talk a little bit about baseball and music and just see where things go from there. So you have uh, nicely selected all the songs, at least most of them, for today's show. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully it's stuff that your listeners will enjoy. Show 405, is that what you said? Yeah, 405. Wow, 405, that's amazing. I started in uh, 06, and so I'm coming up on my 12th anniversary uh, here a little bit later, May or June, end of May. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. So. Yeah, it's it's a labor of love. You know how those things are. Yeah, yeah, no, I hope I don't run any of your listeners off this. So there you go. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> this is going to bring me new listeners, uh, for sure, um, besides my mom and my wife, you know. <laughs> right. So we open the show with a song from a brand new, is it an album? I guess it's a it's a cassette, or it will it's be. Gonna, yeah, it, it's coming out on cassette. Uh, you know what we thought of it as was um, sort of like one of the two tracks on the uh, Green Day American Idiot uh, you know, it's just sort of like short, like symphonies, I guess, which is like different movements. Mm-hmm. And so we thought of it as like a, as a nine inning sort of, you know, one track. Uh, but the way that people uh, listen to music today digitally, it, yeah. we, we did separate them as tracks because uh, there are a lot of awesome like uh, podcasts like yours that, that will play tracks here and there. And so we didn't want to make it where it was all just like one track because it probably wouldn't have gotten as much attention or where would they split it or if they, or if we did even split it it would sound awkward kind of coming in right for yeah. another song so in the end we did do little fade outs and we did treat them as separate tracks but you know the uh, concept of the album or, or track or whatever is that it's one baseball game right. and uh, each track represents one inning of the game and so we did want it to have a very cohesive feel so that everything kind of went together so that when you listen to one track you were invested in this in this one game and so that's that's the thinking behind it 
that's that's really cool for a concept album uh, to merge baseball and music like that. And uh, the album, or I guess it is an album, right? Uh, yeah, we'll end of the season. Album. Is that what the end of the season? And you release right. it on opening day. Uh, I came out digitally on <laughs> opening day, right? Right, right. End of the season on opening day, right? And um, and you have a cassette version that's going to be coming soon too. Right, it's a label in Seattle. They released uh, last year. They released our Wonderband album on cassette, and uh, the label is I, we don't know how to say it actually. It's uh, we guess it's like B-Y, so it's B Y and then six A's and then an H and an exclamation point. So <laughs> we, yeah. we at band practice, you know, we just kind of say like B-Y, B-Y. I don't know, but uh, maybe John John will have to send me an email. He runs the label, but he's an awesome dude. He does it's just cassettes that he runs on his label out of Seattle. Uh, so hey, you know that should be familiar to you, right? Uh, yeah, so he's just a really great guy, and um, you know, cassettes are our thing right now, and and we like to have any kind of media. So uh, any physical release to us is an is an honor and a privilege that someone wants to put our music out. Uh, we've got some vinyl releases, but you know, we love having the cassettes as well. All right, and it's it's kind of retro. So you have a um, is it? It's not really a contest. There will be one lucky winner for people that order the cassette. Is that right? Right, so for the pre-orders, uh, what we're going to do is, well, with the cassette itself, anyone who orders it, we're going to give them a, a pack of baseball cards. So hopefully they're baseball fans, and you yeah. know, we're talking, you know, some stuff that we have here, like '89 uh, Fleer, 1990 Donruss, whatever, like a, like an unopened pack. We had a, a baseball card podcast. It was called Beers and Baseball Cards, and we would sit around and we'd open a pack of cards and we'd drink some beer. And so, you know, it's just this thing that we've grown to love again is opening packs of cards. And so everyone's going to get one. But then um, recently, a friend of ours gave us. Uh, uh, a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, the upper deck, the card wow. that everyone wanted. You know, the card everyone wanted growing up. And uh, we have our hands on one, and, you know, we're adults, and we don't know what to do with this card now. So uh, the tape label is based in Seattle, you know, and so we, we figure let's honor our label, and, and, and Seattle itself would give away this Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, rookie card. So someone who pre-orders it, they may not even have any idea what this card is, you know, where to many of us, it's like it was the crown jewel for a little while. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. I mean, Ken Griffey's rookie card it must be worth a little bit of something. Uh, you know, we looked into it, um, and it's it's like something like forty or fifty bucks off off the top, and but that's if you can find someone to get it. Now, if you go into grading and if you get it graded, then then yeah. you can get some money. Uh, the guy at the shop where I go here in Nashville, he said that you know when he went to the Hall of Fame was that last year or the year before maybe? Uh, last year. Yeah, he he said the interest came back a little bit, you know, but he said now is you know he he said he could give me like twenty for it, and I just said you know I'd rather do something fun with it, so. Well, that's really cool. So uh, somebody who pre-orders the end of the season will be a lucky winner of the Ken Griffey uh, rookie card. And they can pre-order where best? At Bandcamp, uh, Facebook? So, yeah, well, right now, he, uh, the guy that runs the label, he is, he is not yet uh, – he doesn't have all the details yet. And so okay. it's probably going to be sometime in mid-May. So I would just follow us on Facebook. We are Vista Blue. Just find us on Facebook, and, uh, and that's our Facebook and Twitter name it's just we are Vista Blue and same on Bandcamp we are Vista Blue so uh, just find us and we'll have the we'll have all the pre-order info posted uh, within the next few weeks oh cool yeah I'll put links to that up at the uh, Modcast homepage at mrsuave.com too and of course as we get closer to the actual release date when you have the details we'll let people know anyhow well digitally it's there for free if anyone wants to go check it's there it's you can uh, download it all for free on our Bandcamp right now so it is released digitally right yeah uh, of course, if people want to hear it right away and they don't want to wait for a cassette or take a chance at a baseball card, uh, they can go and get it right right now. 
It includes a download of the scorecard of the game, so you can actually see how the how the game plays out. Uh, it has the, both teams' scorecards. You can see the lineups. Uh, I have friends that pitched in all the character names. We have full lineups and coaches and everything for both teams uh, that play this one game, the last game of the season, for two teams who are not going to the playoffs and just are just trying to finish out this season yeah. in front of these fans. That's a great idea for for an album uh, and to have a, a concept album. I mean, not a lot of bands do that, so that's that's very cool. That's a that's quite an achievement, I think. Well, thanks. I mean, it's like baseball was a concept in itself, and then we're <laughs> like, well, you know, what can we do on top of that? And um, I think it really relates to to me and to us, uh, not, me and a lot of my friends, I guess, and that we're at sort of this point in our life where like. A lot of our friends have stopped, have stopped playing, have whatever, mm. retired, retired yeah. from the game, whatever, if you will. It's like, what what do we do? Do we keep playing? We're nearing the end here. Like, do we keep playing? Do we keep doing this? Do people really care? It's like, yeah, you know, like, like this game is sort of symbolic. And like, people did buy tickets for this game, so these guys should go out and play this game. You know, and it's right. like, for us, it's like, we, we kind of sat there and we, we talked to some friends. It was like, you know, we don't know how much longer we're going to do this, and we don't know why we're still doing it, but but we're still having fun doing it. And so as long as people are still listening and people are still buying records and tapes and, and donating money on Bandcamp, uh, we're going to give it all we got. You know, and that's that's basically the, the metaphor of the album. Well, that's great. Let's get to some of the other music you have. We've got a set of stuff coming up right now. And what is the first song that we're going to hear from you? Uh, the first time I'm going to play is some good friends of mine from Connecticut. They were really the inspiration or one of the major inspirations behind uh, starting Vista Blue with such a heavily themed concept of uh, baseball and then whatever else we feel like uh, theming our albums, right? And uh, this is a band called The Zambonis, and for over 25 years, they have only written songs about hockey. I actually got them to write their first song that wasn't about hockey. We can talk about that uh, after this set, I guess. But uh, for, for 20-something years now, they've only written songs about hockey, and uh we, I used to play them on my sports podcast, and we got to become friends, and uh, just really great guys, awesome dudes. And uh, So this first song is one of theirs. It's called Johnny Got Suspended. All right, let's listen. A long time ago, my friend Johnny got suspended for wearing an Islander Sucks t-shirt. Shame. Where's your brain to wear such a 
Suddenly it all starts to make 
got all kinds of time He's got all kinds of time All kinds of time He's got all kinds of time All kinds of time He takes a step back He's under
play for? Well, I I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's that love that's three feet above your ass. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Oh. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. Welcome back to the Modcast. Uh, I am here with Mike from Vista Blue, and we are celebrating all things baseball and power pop and punk rock and good music and good times in sports, I guess you might say, because it wasn't all baseball. Yeah, no, that's that was actually... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We snuck some things in there, which is good. <laughs> so what was that last track that we heard? So that was us. That was uh, from last year's uh, Wonder Band cassette. Uh, that was a song called Wonder Boy Bat. Obviously inspired by The Natural, you know, just a, a fun song. We thought when we, when we wrote it, we, we recorded it, we thought it had sort of a 90s feel to it. Uh, just a very simple 90s track, something that maybe the presidents or somebody might have done, you know. Yeah, that's a great song. Um, I love the, the Natural, so anything that, you know, sort of brings that up and plays off of it is going to find a home with me. And That's a great track. Thank you. That's obviously the pretty much the theme of that cassette. You know, it was sort of the natural, and uh, we had a friend who wrote some uh, liner notes for us, and so that's on our band camp right now. You can go grab that as well. And which cassette was that off of? It's called a Wonder Band. Wonder Band. And how many baseball releases do you have? Uh, well, three, right? Or is we did it three, and we started with one. That was our first release in 2015. Then we did three that year. Uh, then we did 2016, 2017, 20. So we have five digital baseball wow. releases, but then we have the CD that sort of combined the first few, uh, and then the 12-inch record that came out. Most of the first side is, is baseball tracks, like a collection. But we have five separate digital releases that have come out. Yeah, that's a lot of baseball songs. It's a lot. <laughs> do you? Uh, how do you come up with all those? Just while you're listening to a game, does a an idea for a song pop into your head, or do you have to go back and like, mm, I want to write about this or that or? Yeah, it's tons of different ways. Uh, it's you know we do get asked this all the time. Um, a lot of times it's like something will happen at work or, or or you'll think of something at work and it's like you know you'll get frustrated or you'll kind of laugh at it and then you'll kind of step back and big picture you're like man they probably have this in every in every profession. So you know like the guy we have a song um, I played at, at record store day yesterday at a, at a show and the, and the people in the crowd were it was a song called uh, Johnny's Gonna Strike Out. It's a yeah. song I have and, and it's like uh, my wife sings it on the record and I sang it yesterday the acoustic version and and they were saying you know the whole song is we can leave we here we are bottom of the night we might as well just go home because it doesn't matter johnny's going to strike out and they were like well what happens at the end and i was like it doesn't matter he's going to strike out and so it's like <laughs> think about the guy at work who is always going to screw up he doesn't redeem himself you know that guy who's in that one cubicle over there he's not going to redeem himself on friday afternoon you're going to have to do the work to pick up his slack or whatever yeah, you know? yeah there's no redemption he, he sucks he's going to strike out Oh, I love that uh, being able to relate the baseball song to like any situation. 
Yeah, we do or it on, like whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like our first song was uh, Tommy Broke the Water Cooler. And, and it was like, <laughs> we, you know, we, we made it funny in that, like, these other. The, you always see the one guy bashing the Gatorade cooler with his bat, but what you don't see is the 24 other dudes who are thirsty. And so it's like, man, you know, when this guy, like, kicks the copy machine and breaks the copy machine, we all had copies to make, you know? Right. Like, so that's that's one way, and then another way is just like, um, just yeah, like a term will come up. We have a song on the new record called "Double Switching," and it, like I just love the idea of the double switch, and that that's not an everyday thing. That's not something everyone knows about. It's like right. take take this, write a song about it, and like because it's such a big moment in a game, like for a coach to double switch. That's a he's putting a lot on the line. You know, he's taking two guys out, he's switching it, and he's really kind of making his mark on the game right there when he double switches. And like to a lot of people, they have no idea what it even means. And so you know, we thought we'd have a song about it, make it this big deal where like the casual listener. We have a lot of listeners from like England, and they have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> They're like, and, uh, "Wait a minute, what? Three yeah, strikes? exactly. What are you guys but, talking about?" And then they try and explain cricket to us. They do, and, and like it's <laughs> cool. Right? Uh, the other way that I love is to take like a, a classic rock song. I'll just listen to classic radio, and like I'll take a classic rock song and I'll say, "Oh, that's, I love this song. How can I make that a baseball song?" And so last year, our Wonder Band, we had uh, my best friend's glove. You know, I'm a huge Cars fan. It's like my best friend's girl. All right, my best friend's glove. You know, I use my best friend's glove. I made this great catch. Sorry, I'm keeping the glove. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, we had War. What is it good for? My Saber Metrics uh, oh, protest song. Yeah, I love that because I still don't <laughs> understand War, um, and so yeah. That's going to yeah. be... Now we're getting uh, uh, too inside baseball, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that, those are the ways that I come up with, with the baseball songs. That's great. Um, so right before that was... So before that was better than Ezra. Uh, this time of year, not really even a sports song. I do associate it with football. I associate it with sports in the fall. Uh, it's a song that I definitely play uh, when the weather starts to change. Um, it's a huge song, and in Louisiana and Baton Rouge, uh, when LSU football starts, it, it's an anthem. It's it's definitely a song really? that yeah that we, that we play a lot. Uh, so growing up in Louisiana, and just a huge better than Ezra fan. Um, you know, my first band, so we had to cover this song if we were playing on a bar uh, on a LSU Saturday, you know, something like that. And so to me, I just have always associated with sports uh, we actually recorded this song Vista Blue and uh, Kevin from, from uh, Better Than Ezra tweeted it out for us and everything and he loved it so uh, it's just a really special song that I love that's great uh, and another non baseball song right before that another football song right Fountains yeah. of Wayne yeah all kinds of time uh, I, I mean Fountains of Wayne obviously just one of my favorite bands just great songwriting but just uh, the idea ever since I was in high school is just trying to write and just uh, the idea of taking like 30 seconds or a minute you know, and like and making some making a piece of art out of like this tiny moment in time. You know, yeah, and, and it's like three seconds of time, right? right? Yeah, that's that's pretty great, and it's a, that's a great song. Um, I really liked. Uh, I've always really liked that. Yeah, it's wonderful. And just before that was a, a song that I was totally a band that I was totally unfamiliar with. Oh, Ozma! You've never heard Ozma? I hadn't. Uh, you have to hear it. I mean, their whole catalog's good, but definitely this album, which I think is, is a Rock and Roll Part 3. Um, oh, yeah. Check out Ozma. This whole album is just fantastic. And, yeah, this song is baseball. Just so heartbreaking. I mean, I, I guess you've listened to it. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, such and, a great song. And it just, I mean, obviously it's uh, very evocative of, of Weezer uh, towards the end of the song anyhow. And well, the whole it album. It kind of has that whole slow burn like and then gets going, you know. Right, the whole album was like a Weezer uh, outtake session or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the album. No, that was great. So I'm, I, I love when I stumble across or somebody tells me about something and then I'm like, wow, how did I not know about this in this day and age with the internet? How did you, you know, not 
but it happens all the time. It so. happens to me all the time, yeah. I'm, I'm discovering music from the 90s, and I thought I was like the 90s king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's a good feeling, too. You're like, wow, this is great, and it's new to you, so right. you get that uh, enjoyment of like something brand new. It doesn't matter whether anybody else knows about it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, way up top there, you started out with a band that I, I don't know. Um, you did a split single with them recently on the curling stuff which we can get to later but uh this has been you mentioned you'd known for a long time uh well i've been listening to them for a long time i started playing their hockey stuff on our sports we had a sports podcast uh probably like the last i don't know six years and so eventually we started playing them and i just reached out to them uh they're really really fun group of guys uh they're very related to uh guster i don't know if you know the band guster uh and so guster is in members of guster have played in the zambonis and then they have a couple other side projects that are also themed they have uh the macaroons which is their kids band like kids music okay. and then they have the the levies which is like their it's like a jewish jewish oh, music. oh i know uh, the levies yeah okay so, so this is the same guys and so okay. guster dudes from guster and guys from the zambonis are the levies Okay. And uh, so, yeah. Great. And that track was Johnny Got Suspended. Johnny Got Suspended for wearing, you know, saying, saying wearing the Islander Sucks t shirt. Yeah, uh, for going to school in the wrong clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me just ask you a couple of quick questions because I'm, I'm curious. You mentioned uh, a second ago about growing up in Louisiana. Yeah, I just moved to Nashville about 10 years ago. So, you grew up in Louisiana, you moved to Nashville, but you're a Chicago Cubs fan. Yeah, I mean that's an easy one. That's just uh, on cable every day. WGN, right. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I I was seven, I guess, in 1984, which was the big year, and so that just that was that sealed it for me. You know, that was like when we got cable, uh, and and the Cubs were like on fire. So yeah, it was <laughs> and easy. Then for me. It was uh, how many more years before they finally won the World Series? Oh well, yeah, well, winning the World Series was 2016, but we had some good years in between. I mean, I you know I wasn't. I had I was lucky enough to get some good years. I mean, eighty four, eighty nine, what ninety eight, oh three. Yeah, you know, every every few years I had a good one. So, I you know I wasn't like the seventies and early eighties. You know where there was a dump. yeah. You're not like a Mariners fan. <laughs> we have one good year, two good years, ninety five and two thousand and one. And yeah, other than that, it's and now it's like the what the longest drought in, in professional sports of not making it to the playoffs. Uh, well, they at are, least in the modern like, era, they're uh, looking decent right now, right? Well, they're over 500, but we're only we're not even 20. Right. Well, we are 20 games in today, right? Um, uh, well, not... so the the funny thing is the Cubs just played uh, their 19th game today because they've lost so many games to snow. Yet the Cincinnati Reds are 10 games back already. Already? Yes. Wow, that's that's pretty bad season. So at least there. the Mariners aren't there. That's true. No, we're in, we're in third place uh, yeah. behind the um, Astros. Ugh and the Angels. Uh, but I, I don't expect the Mariners to be that much better than a, a 500 team. I'd really like them to just break even if they could this year. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, that's kind of... It's kind of sad when that's your goal. <laughs> I grew well, up yeah. in L.A., so I have been a lifelong Dodgers fan, which oh, okay. is not a lot better than being a Mariners fan. <laughs> yeah, um, well, they had some good times. Uh, yeah, they've had some good... And they've had some great teams in the recent years. They just haven't been able to... You know, nail it in the end. Right. So, uh, anyhow, I just was curious about how you end up a Cubs fan, but lots of people do, so it's not yeah. a stranger thing, right? Um, all right, let me just let everybody listening know that, as always, you can find the track listing for this and links to all sorts of good stuff. Anything we talk about, I'll try and put all the links 
uh, on the post as well. And all of that will be up at the Modcast homepage at MrSuave.com. Don't forget to spell out the Mr. And we've got a whole new set of music coming up right here. And uh, you want to let us know what's coming up, or should we just surprise people? Um, yeah, you can just surprise them. All right, let's do that. Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. And there goes a line drive to left field. Swan is after it. He leaps it over his head against the wall. Here comes Gilliam scoring. Oakland wins. Jackie Robinson is being pummeled by his teammates. on the stair Tell me stories that white boys never hear Like when he found his shine He moved north in 1949 On his 10th birthday Daddy took him to town to see the Jackie Robinson play It was a picture perfect day In the sunshine and the hay He didn't understand why those people would say such awful things His daddy said pay no attention to them What's a man play? The one black man on the baseball field was better in every way. My daddy said if you wanna win in this world, you gotta beat them at their own game. Luther Jackson Green went to law school in 1963. In the summer between, he worked in Alabama with Martin Luther King. He met a girl on a summer night. It fell hard when they saw each other's eyes. There were people in the town that really didn't like that he was black and she was white. They found her in a ditch, a little outside of town. Some stupid man was laughing about it, so Luther beat him down. He looked him in the eye, he spit in his face, then he turned and walked away. Jackie Robinson. 
Everybody likes to bet their money on championship games But if the home team wins or loses, my feeling is the same I don't get all worked up and I don't get out of sorts Cause I don't really know anything about sports I couldn't tell you the name of that guy who hit the winning home run and I can't remember a time when I thought watching sports was fun I know about my punk records and metal of all sorts But I don't really know anything about sports I like drinking beer, I like hanging out with friends But the problem is I really don't care who wins Boo-bumpy and doo-dumpty, skiddly-dee-da-doo-doo-raw Higgly-roo-raw-raw and sisk-boo-bobbing-dee-doo-diggly-doo-daw I don't get all worked up and I don't get out of sorts Cause I don't really know anything about sports Yeah, I don't really know anything about sports as you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. I keep calling up her phone. She's never there, never home. By her place, don't see her face, my floor is paced And I'm thinking, something just ain't right But Nigel tells me his mate's just found The cutest curling girl in town She's throwing stones, sweeping through the night 
they were shaking, my curve wasn't breaking And nothing made me think there was something in my drink Now I'm feeling funny, just like it's all a dream It must have been somebody from the other team It must have been somebody from the other team It must have been somebody from the other team, yeah, yeah Somebody put something in my Gatorade Somebody put something in my Gatorade It seems we've put together a baseball team, and I was wondering, who's on first? Yes, not the pronoun, but rather a player with the unlikely name of who is on first. Yes, well, that's just great, Seymour. We've been out here six seconds. You've already managed to blow the routine. Sexless freak. Okay, we are back on uh, the Play Ball Modcast. We're playing ball, mostly baseball, not all baseball. I guess not even all balls because there was a song about hockey, right? And curling. And curling, and curling. We'll get to that in a minute. We will. Um, <laughs> what was that last track was one of yours? What was that one? Uh, so it was somebody put something in my Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, just a ripoff of the Ramones, you know. Somebody put something in my drink. Uh, Kung Fu Monkey said a song. Somebody put something in my Ovaltine. And, uh, <laughs> following the tradition. Yeah. Um, and then before that, this is something I did want to talk to you about, was uh, another one from the Zambonis. Right. So this is where I got them to step out of the hockey arena, if you will, step off the ice. We'll stay on the ice. But uh, this time I had them write songs about curling. Uh, this was a joke that went back to uh, – uh, an interview that we did with a baseball magazine a few years ago where, you know, they, they basically were saying, are you a baseball fan? And we said, no, we're not a baseball fan. We just have only released baseball songs so far, but we'll write about anything. And I said, you know, maybe we'll even do an Olympic uh, record. Who knows? And uh, <laughs> so when so, you know, I, and my brother in the interview said something about we'll write we'll write a song about curling. We don't care. And so uh, when the Winter Olympics about a year out, someone posted online and said, hey, you guys going to write that curling record. And wow. Uh, and I said, well, I said, uh, yeah, I said, I'll do it if the Zambonis want to split it with us. And I tagged Dave from the Zambonis and he said, yeah, we're in. Let's do it. And so I said, OK, well, now we have a year. Let's find a record label who wants to do this. And, and no labels can, you know, vinyl is so far out and, and takes so long. And we couldn't find a label to really commit to get it done by a, a pretty strict February 1st deadline. This was like probably March of last year. Um, so we decided to try it ourselves, and uh, I did a Kickstarter just to make sure it was something people were interested in, uh, treating the Kickstarter basically like a pre-order, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. and it did. We, we got it. You know, it's funny. The last the – the $100 uh, pledge that put us over the edge was from um, uh, Chris France from the Talking Heads, if you can believe wow. it. Uh, yeah, so that That's was really – pretty impressive. It, it, it really, like – you know, like there are milestones in, in all yeah. that we've done, you know, along the way, and that's that's just one of them. That just felt really good uh, that another musician of that stature like took interest in this and, and did that. But uh, so we got the uh, Kickstarter worked out, and I put out my first vinyl release that I'd ever done. I probably will never do it again. It was so much work, <laughs> and just uh, driving to Kentucky to pick up the, the records rather than have a mail, and then just you know having the covers printed and assembling them with my daughter for hours at a time, and you know download codes and just all kinds of stuff. And uh, but but it was fun, and we got it out for the Olympics, and we had just so much fun during the Olympics. Uh, you know, with, with us and the Zambonis on this curling record. 
And so that song is Curling Girl. Right. And that's on one side, right? They had two songs. They had, they had a Curling songs. Girl. So there's right. four total. Right. And their their first one was um, Sweet Me Over the Hog Line and Enter Your Heart, which is sort of a country kind of tinged thing um, <laughs> that their bass player wrote, Michael, their bass player wrote. And then uh, Dave mostly wrote this one, Curling Girl. Uh, Dave's original concept, if you look at, you know, if you look at the record of you just think of a curling target yeah. and you being Mr. Mod himself – uh, he, he just said it's so mod. You know, yeah. he just said his original intent was let's just like make it like this whole mod thing and like <laughs> the who and, and you write these songs. And I, and I said, well, I said I could do that. I was like, but that, that wouldn't be my strong point. You know, I was like, you, that's really up your alley, but, but I probably wouldn't be the best at that. So anyway, here is his one crack. It's sort of something sort of rocking where our tracks are more like our typical sort of Beach Boys, Ramones nonsense, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it, they're great songs, and you actually did get uh, a little bit of attention from NPR, right? Well, I was on. I did the NPR interview for yeah. the war song. That, oh, that was, was just that for the, the war yeah. song? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't for the curling song. Well, at least you got some attention from NPR. <laughs> we did. Yeah, I did. I did an NPR interview with uh, more uh, only a game um, from Boston and WBUR, uh, all about the the war song. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun during the Olympics. Lots of lots of. Uh, Podcasts were playing it, you know, like Olympic theme podcasts, and so many curling people. I mean, we were we were Twitter friends with all the curlers and everything, and it was just so much fun. Uh, it really, you know, we just had a blast for for the month, the whole month, the whole month of February, doing our release shows and you know talking to all these curling people. We knew nothing about curling. I had watched curling, but this is the most I really got into it. Of course, USA won the gold. And so, I know it's yeah. a great year for you guys being from the USA doing a curling album. Who thought right, yeah. that we would win? We did it. We it's us. We did it. So we took all credit. And I uh, love the, seeing the uh, U.S. curling team because they kind of look like truckers or something. They don't they look, look like yeah. curlers. No. Uh, and in fact, so our song on side B, our first song is uh, curling all around the USA. Yeah. Of course, it's like each voice track, like we'll go surfing here and there. We'll go curling here. It was so fun because we named all these places. We'll go curling in Philly. We'll curl in Vegas. We'll, and all the Twitter, play, you know, all the Twitter accounts you know, got into it. And, uh, and then we had a song, uh, Girl Who Can Curl. So we each had a curling girl song. But, so that was theirs. Just heard. All right. So what did we hear right before that? I said to my buddy Grim Deeds. He's from California. He is the master. Of, people think we release a lot of songs. Grim Deeds releases more than us. Uh, we do probably. I mean, we're at probably like six to eight releases a year, and Grim probably does one a month. So he's he's just this amazing, talented dude in California. Uh, this is one of his acoustic tracks that he recorded. It's called it's called Sports, but it's an anti-sports song. And I wanted to get it into your show yes. because. Not only is Grim awesome, but we have a lot of friends and a lot of fans who just don't like sports, but they yeah. still support the music. Play. And that's really, I do want, I do want them to, I want to recognize that. I want to recognize that I am obsessed with sports, but I understand if you're not. I, I totally get yeah, it, you know. Right. So, you know, I don't, I don't mean to like be exclusive. It's, you know, it's well, like you can, we can still be friends if you hate sports. I remember uh, I had a friend a while back, and and he told me that he had to learn two things to go to cocktail parties. He worked in the tech industry. And, you know, in Seattle especially, everything at 5 p.m. is a bunch of tech people, you know, carousing and, and talking about business or coding or something I don't understand. But he did not like sports at all, and it was always sports talk, and he had to learn two things. And one was he would just say, man, I never thought I'd live to see it. It didn't matter <laughs> what they were saying about sports. He'd go, yep, never thought I'd live to see it. <laughs> That's and, a good one. Uh, I can't even remember what the other one was because that one works so well. I think, but uh, yeah, yeah there's a lot of people who don't like sports, you know, but they like yeah. music. Well, but and the same thing. Uh, like when I moved here to Nashville, uh, 
I got I went to Target and they had this it was summer and so they had this uh, hoodie like a winter you know like a hoodie uh, Nashville Predators hoodie it was like five bucks and I said well I should grab that I'm probably gonna need that and I still wear this <laughs> thing all the time and and I'm out on the streets and everyone's like go Preds I'm like yeah go Preds and I really I don't understand hockey I really don't but uh you know we made a Stanley Cup run last year and the schools get into it and our kids get to wear Predator stuff and so yeah like to, if you're walking around Nashville you just want to at least acknowledge that the Preds exist and people appreciate that you know, right. so. well you're sports enough that like you know that they're hockey there's Ooh, a lot I of do, people yeah. maybe don't even know that right <laughs> I can all buy hockey from the Zambonis so there you go <laughs> and that, I like that song too because it had that sort of acoustic that you know riff on Green Day sort of thing and it just it fit the sports non-sports anti-sports sort of right, uh, exactly. sound to it. it it was really good I liked it and that was also a new one to me um, good. So, yeah, you should check, check them out yeah and before that was the Euchers. What a great right. name. The Euchers, so these are my friends. Uh, that, that track is called Took Her Out. I think I gave you the wrong title. It's actually called Took Her Out. Uh, and so these are my friends, Brandon and Jeremy. Jeremy lives here in Nashville. Brandon's in Chicago, a huge Cubs fan. And um, he runs Mooster Records. And uh, we, the Robinsons did, my, my old band, the Robinsons, we did a party album where we basically threw a party at my friend Wyatt's house and uh, <laughs> recorded all these covers. And it came out really fun it was a very fun record and so that's on mooster records um and just brandon and i've been friends for a while and so he has this baseball band called the euchers and uh they had before i started vista blue they had this great album it's called rocket to wrigley and uh it's just these like sort of fun a lot of them are sort of ramones inspired songs nice. and uh yeah and, and so this one's on there it's called took her out it's just uh a riff on you know take me out to the ball game i took her out to the ball game and, and what you might experience in the seven dollar <laughs> kind of old style uh you know, we joke about that a lot and, and in fact so when i first started writing vista blue baseball songs i was i was writing i was like hey i'm not doing anything i'm kind of like retired i might never really play music again you know it's like hey i i can write baseball songs though let me give you guys a few songs and so i wrote these songs tommy broke the water cooler i had sidearm pitcher most of the first record that vista blue did uh i wrote and i sent it to them and, and the problem is that these guys write so many awesome songs of their own that they yeah. kind of and so it was like, you know, we all just kind of decided I needed to start my own band, you know. And so, uh, so that I kind of credit the Euchres with getting me back into it because, like I said, I was just I was doing songs for some some friends, indie films, you know, I was doing songs for movies, uh, just kind of not really doing a whole lot with my music and um, not putting out any records anyway. And so uh, these guys really got me back into it. I love that album, Rocket to Wrigley. They've done a couple more since then. Uh, they got the Spring Training uh, EP that they put out. Uh, they just actually released another one uh, this year. And so, yeah, they're great. Just great guys, great music. Uh, I've, I've been to help them record. I've done some harmonies on their records and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, they're awesome. So definitely check out the Euchres. So you mentioned they helped you get back into music. And this is something I wanted to ask you about was you've, been in other bands a uh, long time back maybe and what were those uh, i mean let's see the, the ones that people would care about uh in, in new orleans we were the robinsons forever uh i guess probably uh, maybe 2000 i guess is when we took that name in, in new orleans and uh you know through through there, there was a side project called Sally Stitches that did pretty well, and uh, we actually did a reunion EP on Ice Cream Man Records a couple of years ago. That, that was fun. Uh, but mostly, you know, I, I had the Robinsons going even even before and after Katrina. Uh, after Katrina, we, we got back together as a three-piece because uh, we knew we'd all be moving eventually after Hurricane Katrina, mm -hmm. and we wanted to be able to do a final run of shows and one last record, and didn't want to have to mark in a new band, so we still kept that name. Uh, when I moved to Nashville in 2008, that's when we uh, became the Loblaws and we signed with Mutant Pop Records. Okay. Uh, and we did uh, a record with Killer Records in Finland. 
um, and did some fun stuff as the Loblaws, and I uh, got to play in Subordination Fest in Baltimore, and just had a lot of fun um, playing with all our favorite bands. And and then, uh, but guys started to get married and move away. I did another Robinsons record here with my brother, and then um, yeah, like I, like I said, then that was it. By 2012 or so, I was just kind of I didn't have a label, I didn't have a band, I didn't. Uh, I was just doing some songs for my friends' movies. Um, every, we do a Christmas song every year, you know, but nothing like I wasn't playing live, I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So. And then, uh, so they helped you to get back into this by, you were writing songs for them and they rejected them. Well, it's kind of like, like uh, go play them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they they booked studio time. They just didn't have enough time. They ended up yeah. uh, they thought they were going to get to a lot more songs than they did, and uh, so they just didn't get to any. And it was like, who knows how long it would be before they did more studio time. It's like, why don't I just put another band together and record my own damn songs? You know? Yeah, so, well, that's great. It's good for all of us that that happened that way. Well, it's been a lot of fun. It's it's like it was it was this thing where I went to my brother. Yeah, a couple other things fell into place at that time. Uh, my friend opened a record store in New Orleans, and he wanted us to write a song uh, for them for the record store. They were going to get played on WTUL, Tulane's radio station, kind of like a commercial jingle, but an mm-hmm. actual pop song kind of. And so we wrote it. It was that song, uh, Sisters in Christ. And then uh, a couple years later, they got Pears to to do it for record store day. So Pears did it on a seven inch, and we're on the B side. Our version is on the B. So we got to do a split record with Pears because yeah. of that song. But um, you know what? Once he asked me to do that, and we were doing, like I said, I had two songs I was doing for a friend's movie, um, and then these baseball songs were sitting there, so I went to my brother and I said, I'm just going to start this band. We had joked for years about Vista Blue being a good name. That was the park that we played baseball for growing up. Um, nice. And so we yeah, and so we said, you know, I got, I said, I got these baseball songs. I said, in fact, I've got, if you go back to 2012, the last time I've really done anything, I've got probably 200 demos, like song ideas, you know. And and my brother said, well, I don't know how much I can pitch in, you know. He's about to have a baby, and he said, but uh, I've got a ton of demos too. So he sends me all his demos. It's like probably 50 demos, and he said, wow. you can have any. Hey, he said, you can have any of these. So I'm so I'm sitting here with like 250 pretty decent song ideas, uh, including like the whole first album of baseball songs. Uh, so. Yeah, that was that was how Vista Blue started. Not many bands are fortunate enough to, to start that way, you know. So we, we we are releasing a ton of music, but I started with a ton of ideas to, to pick from. Okay, so you started out that set with a song that uh, I really like. Yeah, I love. I, I'm a huge Everclear fan. Uh, that was uh, Everclear, Jackie Robinson. Um, I know I know a lot of people that listen to my music aren't Everclear fans. Uh, that's one of the bands I definitely cross over and just fell in love with in the 90s. Um, and so uh, that song's from their 2012 album, which actually is surprisingly really good. Yes. It's definitely the best album, in my opinion, their best since uh, the uh, songs from American Movie. Um, so yeah, I love that song, Jackie Robinson. Yeah, and uh, what's not to love about something about Jackie Robinson and his story? Right, and and like amazing. like what we're trying to do, it's it's more of a metaphor for life. Now this is yeah. probably much stronger, but well executed. But you know, uh, yeah, it's just he took the metaphor of Jackie Robinson and applied it to life. Okay, well, um, I have I'm gonna throw you a curveball, just a little okay. one. I have a little uh, game that I like to play, which is called Which Is It, and it's really simple. Uh, I just throw a couple things out there, and you tell me which one you prefer more than the other. Like if I said cats or dogs. Okay. You, you know, and there are no wrong answers. Uh, there are just answers. And we'll just run through a few things real quick as we finish up. Okay. All right. Um, we'll start easy. Beatles or Stones? Uh, I'm Beatles all the way. Beer or wine? Oh, uh, beer. Rock and roll high school or Quadrophenia? Uh, rock and roll high school. Paul Weller or Pete Townsend? Hmm. All right, that's my first tough one. Um, <laughs> oh man, um, 
uh, it's like I go to say one and then I feel I bad that the other punched me in the face. Um, no wrong man. answers. You know, I guess I'm going to go Townsend. Right. But tomorrow I'll probably say well. <laughs> okay. Roger Clemens, Hall of Fame or not? Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame. Okay. Lounge music or country music? Oh, gosh. Um, we're listening to this song. Can, can I talk? Is that okay? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We are, we're in the restaurant, and my son and I were, were listening to this country song. And uh, literally, like this was, I know this is how we joke. I know we joke about it, but this was, this, the literal lyrics were like something about a girl, something about a truck, something about a field, <laughs> something about a creek, something like that was it. That was his lyrics. Like he was singing that, and it was really catchy. And it, but he was literally like something about a girl, something about a truck. And, and they've come all the way around. Like that's it. They even know. They even know that's all they have to do uh lounge music yeah okay um okay i gotta throw this one in here for you walking dead or american horror story oh uh you know i haven't watched enough of american horror story what i can say is that everything i have watched i is good is really good uh my wife loves it and she wants to like kill me that i don't watch enough of it with her where walking dead i got really into it for what three seasons and then just totally fell off mm-hmm. partially partially because walking dead fans are the most annoying people in the world and they can't stay off of social media while they watch it uh but also just to me it just they should have stopped probably you know earlier than, than they are stopping How far can the dead walk right yeah so uh so quality show i think i think right now looking back definitely uh, american horror story even though i haven't seen as many I, that's the one i'm going to go back to and start at season one and watch all right um field of dreams or the natural did you see my poll? I did, but I didn't. I don't know if I knew what the final outcome of your poll was. Well, okay, so I'm, I'm the natural. The final outcome was uh, Field of Dreams, probably like you know two thirds. Really? Uh, but I also, I also kept telling my friends that they were stupid and wrong. And so. <laughs> um, okay, Ramones or Sex Pistols? Oh, Ramones. Okay, this this one might be tough this year. Uh, baseball or curling? Ooh, man, that curling was so fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, baseball is, is baseball and rock and roll are, are in my blood, but that curling was fun. You have to admit, that was I was I was up you know, at four in the morning screaming in my house. Um, you and Mr. T apparently he became a huge exactly. curling fan. Exactly. Uh, no baseball. Though. All right, uh, Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees? Oh, Jason. Yeah, Freddy's. Uh, I'm not a Freddy fan. All right, uh, and Dodgers or Yankees? Hmm. I can't ask about the Cubs because I know what you'd say. So. So uh, I used to really hate the Yankees, but uh, I, you know, whatever. Now I, I, it doesn't matter to me. Um, they have uh, that Cubs prospect that we sent over there, uh, Gleyber Torres, who I'm still interested to watch. The Dodgers are probably, you know, a big threat to the Cubs every year. So I guess I'll pick the Yankees. <laughs> okay, and finally, I have to ask: mods or rockers? Ah, uh, you know, everybody, come on, it's all, it's all everybody. <laughs> We're all fans. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. I just uh, run through some stuff. Uh, picked out a few things I thought you'd be interested in as far as horror stuff and, and uh, sort of horror stuff, I guess, and movies and, and music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're big. Yeah, people, we didn't say it, but I, did, I had a horror uh, movie podcast for yes. well, probably like six or seven years. Yeah. You, so, yeah, I'm a big horror fan, and if you go to the band camp, you'll see their uh, Vista Blue tracks about horror and uh, Jason and Freddie and all of them. So is that when you did the uh, Sally Stitches side project? Um, no, Sally Stitches. That? No, it's not a horror thing at all. We just that was just a name. Uh, Sally Stitches is more of a power pop thing. Uh, it's a band that um, it actually has a lead guitarist. So if you're familiar with my music, we don't have a lot of uh, leads. I don't really play lead guitar, you know. And um, yeah. 
I'm, I'm more like Ramones inspired, and, and so, but this band is, it's more power pop. It's, um, and there's, I have my buddy Richards in it, so it's two guitars, uh, the whole way through, and he plays riffs and leads and crap, and that I can't do, you know. <laughs> Lots of vocals, you know, four or five vocals, and, and really fun songs. Well, that's good. Um, I really appreciate your taking time to do this. Uh, Mike Patton from Vista Blue, uh, probably the greatest baseball band ever. <laughs> there's some man the isotopes are good you know we didn't like i said i steered away from from some of the bands that i think people would think i had to play you know uh, sure but, but and, i appreciate that's you great have. because you introduced me and others to a few new things and you threw a couple of things in there that uh for fun that i think uh, people are going to like a lot it's all great loved every track so i uh, really appreciate uh you're doing that well, thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it uh over on the Modcast homepage at MrSwab.com, you can get the track listing. I will put up links to all sorts of good stuff uh, from Vista Blue and other things that Mike's involved with. Uh, and we'll have all of that up there when the show is on. And right now I'm just going to take us out with one final track. And this is probably something that you considered or might have thought about. Uh, the Baseball Project which is, you know, like this kind of power pop super group that decided to play baseball songs. Um, right. Scott McCahe from uh, Young Fresh Fellows and Steve Wynn, uh, the Dream Syndicate, who I remember from the uh, Paisley Underground back in the day, and uh, a couple of Peter Buck and Mike Mills from R.E.M. Right. Um, anyhow, they did, they, I think they've done two, maybe even three, two albums of baseball songs. But, of course, I have to play one because it's a great song and uh, you know being a Mariners fan we traded each row away <laughs> got a little long in the tooth but then as the Mariners are wont to do with anyone they think might just sort of be within reach of the Hall of Fame they bring them back right at the end to make sure that they're wearing a Mariners cap like they right. did with Ken Griffey <laughs> um, so this is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us out with uh, the baseball projects each row goes to the moon perfect all right, thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate your being here, and uh, thank you to everybody out there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Mr. Swab. Thanks for listening. Curtain call 
Ichiro goes, Ichiro goes to the moon. When Ichiro goes, Ichiro goes to the moon. When Ichiro goes, Ichiro goes to the moon.